KXNO Des Moines. Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. For the first time in franchise history, the St. Louis Blues are Stanley Cup champions. Late in the game, the Blues put it away with this. As stepping back in and being wedged to the corner with Perron, but he walks right out with it. Perron's been in a cross, they score! the final on the call from NBC. Here's how the final call sounded on the Blues radio network. And the time winds down. They did it. It's over. The game is over. The series is over. The wait is over. And the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions for the first time in franchise history. Iowa football has picked up their 11th verbal commitment for the 2020 class as Kansas offensive lineman Mason Richmond commits to the Hawks. The three-star, six-foot-five, two hundred and sixty-five-pound offensive lineman picked Iowa over offers from Kansas, Northern Illinois, and Air Force. Major League Baseball: The Cubs bounce back in a big way in Colorado yesterday. That will lead the yard, and Baez with a two-run homer. The call from NBC Sports Chicago: Home run number seventeen of the year for Baez in Houston. It took fourteen innings, but the Brewers find the win column against the Astros. Moustakas drives one deep right center field, and there it goes! Mike Moustakas does it again! Moustakas' 21st home run of the season on the call from Fox Sports Wisconsin. The Brewers lead the Cubs by a half game in the NL Central. Going up today in MLB, the Twins host the Mariners at 210. Cardinals on the road in New York to face Jacob deGrom and the Mets. And the Cubs late tonight, 910 first pitch in LA against the Dodgers. It'll be John Lester opposite Clayton Kershaw. Coming up tonight on KXNO, it's Barnstormers Weekly, Joe Stacy and Dixie Wooten live from Mac Shack in West Des Moines. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night, here on 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning and welcome. It's the 11 o'clock hour. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 15, 20 minutes or so away. John Cannon, Trent, and I will take a long look at game number six tonight. The final game at Oracle. Most of the public seemingly, Trent, is leaning Raptors, which worries me as the guy who's pulling for the Raptors. Because when everybody's going one way, you go the other way. Have you seen, as a sports fan... Um, and look, there's really one choice, right? It's NBA game yes. six. Yes. But it's Lester Kershaw. That's great. It's tremendous. Yes. And that game's, um, 665-1. So it's okay. on the alternate, overflow. the overflow, right? Uh, because, uh, the, the White Sox are on the real 665, but you'll be able to find that game on the overflow. Lester versus Kershaw, and the, uh, Cubs will spend the weekend at Dodger Stadium. Sunday night baseball, they will be a part of that. But the, the U.S. Open, I, I checked the, um, uh, the, the, the direct TV guide before it came in. Mm-hmm. Coverage till 9.30 tonight on Fox. Oh, really? 9.30. 9.30 tonight, 9.30 tomorrow, 9 Saturday, 9 Sunday. Primetime golf. 
It is, uh, I heard something the other day. The amount of sunlight that they get out there during this time period, it's like 14 hours. Is that a fact? It's I like didn't from, realize that. From 7 to 9, uh-huh. they have sunlight out there. 7 so. a.m. to 9 yes. p.m. It's They can push this thing back, I, I guess, good Well, news. we're approaching the longest day of the year, right? It's not yes. summer. The first day of summer is the longest day of the year. You are correct. And then we go the wrong way. And we go the wrong way, right. Um, so well, the that, right way for you leading to football. Yeah. To it felt like going for my walk this morning. It felt like a fall day. Last 49 night, degrees when I stepped outside. I called a baseball game out at Roosevelt last night on CISN, and it was chilly. Luckily, I had a sweatshirt with me that I put on right before I went there, but it was cold as I was in uh, right by the press box in the little shadow there. Mm-hmm. Wind was whipping. It was chilly. does not feel like where did, summer weather. So where does Roosevelt play their home games? At the high school? Yeah. Duck, right, right behind it there, duck, just right north behind. of it? Yep. It is a really cool venue, is too. Yeah. Kind of dug down a little bit, the field is. Uh-huh. Stands uh, stand probably 10, 12 feet above kind of the playing surface. And really cool vantage point built right there in town, you know, on yeah. the west side. Just off of 42nd Street. Well, the football team practices there, right? Yes. They practice yep. in the same, I'm guessing, ground or right beside mm-hmm. it. Um, that Roosevelt team is good. In the, the rankings, baseball, you mean? Yeah, they mm-hmm. swept Urbandale last week. They beat Dowling in their game against really? the Maroons. Good for them. They are City school seven. making yes. some noise. And Roosevelt's had baseball success. They made the state tournament, oh, I'd say, probably three, four times over the last seven, eight years. They've been really good at baseball and a really good team this year. So, now we talk about the, the Valleys and the Walkies and the Johnstons mm-hmm. and Southeast folks and Ankeny's and on and on and on. Always good when those city schools uh, jump up. And Roosevelt's going to be right there. No doubt about it. Love it when they get a little bit of success and deserve all the coverage that they get because those kids practice as hard mm-hmm. uh, as the kids at, at, the, at the big schools. Um, just one more note on hockey. The most watched uh, NHL game in the history of the United States. Really? Last night's Game 7. Set records. Oh. Now they only started tracking this in 1994. So, but from the from 94 going forward, yeah, there was never there's never been a game that has aired uh, on a network in the states, whether it be NBC or didn't Fox have it for a while? I think right. they did or ESPN. Um, this was by far the most uh, watched NHL game in history. Game seven, NBC certainly didn't hurt. Um. So good. I would not have anticipated Nor would that. have I. Nor would have I. If you would have given me a guess, I would have got that one wrong. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I got a little bored with it. The game last night? Yeah. Did you really? It just two nothing. watch first into the second halfway through. I ended up on the Twins for a while. That's a story we don't need to get into. But I was, you know, I'm not a huge hockey guy. Mm-hmm. It's game seven, but... Well, you bet the Blues, did you not? I mean, I, I, I tried yes. to take yes. you to the window and make you bet on that game. Last I did, night. though. I jumped on a parlay with I one saw of my your buddies. Ticket, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you didn't have. That. So you didn't have the Blues outright last night. I did, though. Yes. Oh, good. Yes, I followed your advice just for me on my own. But buddy talked me into doing a parlay, and then we doubled down after part one of our leg. Leg one went down. Now we're on Brooks Kepka and the Warriors to come back and win the series at. I think it was plus three fifty. A uh, three hundred and fifty, mm. yeah, thirty-five to one, pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty. Yeah, thirty-five hundred, I guess. Um, so I just did I see Tiger Woods tees off at four o'clock our time, four ten. Do you oh. do you have the tee times in front of you? Uh let's see if I can find them here if they got them on my list. Yes, uh, tee times. What time did you think it was? Four o nine. Four o nine. Keep scrolling, boy. A lot of tee times here. Uh yes, four o nine. So he will go off two Pacific. 
Hmm? Four o'clock our time. So Tiger will be in prime time tonight. You're going to be able to watch the whole thing. Absolute. Well, until they tip. And they'll tip about what time? 8.15 or thereabouts. Yes. Do you see the rumors that they're gutting the uh, ESPN, ABC's um, pre-post halftime talent that they're all going to get blown out again don't Michelle they seemingly do this every three yeah, years they do, Two years? do that a lot well look at they're up against a behemoth to begin right. with that's a good point yeah yeah you know i don't know what the, it's kind of like fox trying to go up against game day mm-hmm. yeah you know you have no chance it's not going to happen it's not going to you're not going to beat it regardless of you know fox putting their marquee college football game at 11 o'clock yeah, they ho- the hope is that you'll watch the pregame and stay on Fox for the- you're gonna watch game day. You still are. Yeah, we're programmed to watch game day. We're gonna stick stick with it until Lee puts on the uh, whatever he's gonna wear. Everyone, that is the way that it goes. It's got to be so difficult in that industry because you're trying to find out the avenue. You're trying to get more. Well, people Do you remember watching? when Aaron Andrews first went over there? They brought her over there to uh, compete against game day. She yep. lasted a year, right? And not just her. I mean, she had they had no chance. And they're not going to have a chance here. Uh-uh. It's like us when we went up to Doug. Yeah. prayer. No, no. It's just people are, yes. they get their routine, what mm-hmm. they're going to do. And regardless of the content that you put out, I mean, the, this Fox show could be the best show in yeah. college doesn't football. Matter. It won't matter. It won't matter. It doesn't change. Uh, Phil Steele has been shipped, by the way, to some of the college football writers. Mm-hmm. It will be coming right here to this building. Oh, it's coming to this. So you didn't have it sent to your I house. I didn't even put it to my house. I had it sent Right here. Well, I so wish when we had we get it sent it. to the house. Oh, really? Yeah, we got some cagey folks down oh, there. Oh, I see. A little, little nervous. I'm a little bit nervous because <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm guessing you and I got the first ones shipped to the building here. Yeah, yeah. Think yeah, going to be some heavy hands down there. Well, you have to. It's Phil Steele, after all. It is Phil Steele. I'm excited to get my hands on. I that. am too. I am cracked too. it. So I sent an email to Phil Steele a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they had a date for us. I think this week, and I said. We like to have our hands on it, though, and they said okay. So by the sounds of things, we're not on the first group of folks to get their copies, is that what you're saying? No, no, no. We could have had him on the show. But we wouldn't have had the magazine. But we wouldn't have had the so magazine. So that's what I'm saying. We yeah. are not on the first group to have the magazine shipped because some have already got it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Maybe I need to make a trip downstairs here. Well, I, break. I, I saw it on Twitter yesterday that uh, I think it was Glenn Mason got his Phil Steele. Glenn Mason maybe higher on the list. That's than we what are. I was. That's why well, that was my point. So, maybe. so we've got Phil Steele when? Uh, it'll be the twenty seventh. A week. What? What is that? Two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. At uh, in what hour? The eleven o'clock hour. I believe right straight up eleven o'clock. Good. Right as people are listening right now. Two weeks you'll be hearing Phil Steele talk about everything college football. Uh, did you see that CGT put out the Iowa State win total yesterday? Did they put it a date? Yes, they put it at eight, but it's going to cost you more to take the under. Oh, okay. So a little juice Mm -hmm. laying that Mm -hmm. way. You had to make a wager. I love playing this game with you. Have to bet on it. What would you bet at that number of eight? Well, do I want to push or do I want to to have a decision? You have to have a decision. Then if I had to have a decision. You got to bet over or under. Can't bet push. Mm. Because eight's the right number. It's the right number. This makes it so tough. Yeah. Let me get, get the schedule out in front of you. Yeah, let me do That's that. That's what you have to do. You have to find You're where those losses are. You're forcing me to bet this today. Yes. Are you? June 13th, okay. it's a must. Let me let me get the schedule. At gunpoint. And you got to make a call. Mm-hmm. You got two minutes to do it. You're looking at the schedule, breaking it down. 
The schedule sets up nicely. Who's the? Let's do it this way. Not for sure losses because it was a couple of years ago they were for sure losses yeah, at Oklahoma. Not winning at Oklahoma, right? They can't, then, they can't win there. Kyle Kemp. Who, who's Kyle Kemp? Right. Huh? Oklahoma State, the number three team in the t- country. They t- oh. taste the playoffs from here. They get by. They're not losing they're this playing game. Alab- Alabama's going to be it now. <laughs> they get picked off. All right. So you and I. Mm, I mean, yeah, yeah one. Yeah. The Iowa game, Trent. I'm Coin not flip. there yet. I'm not there yet. Uh, Louisiana Monroe, okay, two. At Baylor's tough. Home to TCU is tough. Got a defense. Is Rogers good enough to play quarterback? The trip to Morgantown, they'll win that game. That's that's three. At Texas Tech, that's four. Home to Oklahoma State, that's five. I'm not sold on Oklahoma State. At Oklahoma, you shouldn't win that game. Home to Texas. I think Texas is going to win the Big 12. Texas does not play up here north very often. Boy, it would be fun to see that one be a cold, blustery Yeah, day. that's true. That's true. Though Ellinger in those conditions, that might be better mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. They'll beat Kansas. They'll beat Kansas State. So one, two. Oklahoma State, three. Texas Tech, four. West Virginia, five. Louisiana Monroe, six. <laughs> UNI, seven. There we are again. You're at eight. So do they beat Iowa? The Baylor game go their way. Do they upset somebody out of the Oklahoma Texas tandem? The right number is eight. I'm going to take the. I'm so so late in life. I'm so sunshine, seashells, and balloons. Happy go lucky. I'll go over. Mister Sunshine, Ken <laughs> Miller. Sunshine. Over is the call on Iowa State eight. So that means to, to cash your ticket, they have to win nine games. They have to win nine games, and because of that, just that statement right there. If I had to make that bet, so I'd go the other way. I'd go, go under. under. That's what I would too. Yeah. They have to be nine and three. Mm-hmm. Is nine and three more likely than seven and five? They've no. been Took nine cash. and three once, once in the last once. in my lifetime of forty years. Right, once it's happened. Right, I'll probably just this is just betting with your head not over mm-hmm. it. You take the under. Right, but if they go over, it wouldn't surprise me one iota. It's a good team. It's a good team. What's the weakness on the team? Still offensive line. But they're going to be better. They better be. They have to be. This has to be the year they're better. Obviously, there's no David Montgomery. He cured a lot of bills mm-hmm. last year. Yes. Purdy's got the reins for the entire year. The receiving core, they lose a, a kid who's, I think, is going to be a star in the NFL, and Akeem Butler. I think David Montgomery is in the athletic. By the way, you're a Mr. Bears fan. I know uh-huh. you're an athletic subscriber. Did you see the piece on Montgomery that came out yesterday? I saw it. I haven't oh my gotten God. through it yet, though. It is on the to-do list, absolutely. They have expectations for him. Yeah. It's almost like there's... Can he achieve half of the stuff that they expect him to? And I'm talking about the media and the fan base. They think he's going to be a star. 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns. Out hey. of the backfield, catching the ball. He's no pressure, incredible right? Th- yeah, no pressure, right? Um Okay, I'm 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 gonna say I'm gonna say over over. Look at that, Mr. Sunshine. I love it. You're like Don Rickles. <laughs> Why wouldn't they put a hook on it? You wanted it seven seven and a half. half. I take the because over and I feel good. It's the right good. number. That's why. But charge me a lot of money to bet the over seven and a half. I would do that. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll talk about game number six. John Cannon covered Golden State for a long time. He doesn't anymore. He's here in Iowa, but we're going to have him on pick his brain. We had a good piece. When did we talk to him? We were at Principal Park two weeks ago. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Before game what? Four? Three? Four? Uh, they all run together. They do all run I together. I bet I bet it wrong, though.
Did you? Regardless of what a day it was. Well, John Cannon, Trent, and I will go around, take a look at game number six. Do you have the number in front of you? It is what? Golden State what? One and a half? One and a half is what it was uh, when I looked early this morning. Let's see where they are. Two and a half now. Maybe some buyback Mm. on the Warriors? Hmm. Sharps earlier on Toronto. We did hear that. they They were for sure. And uh, we heard Chris Andrews. They took a big wager at the South Point. On the wraps. Last hour. So people starting to come back the other way with Golden State. Maybe some of that public money. The Joes weighing in after the pros. We'll take a time out. We'll talk uh, Game 6 with John Cannon next. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Game six, NBA tonight. Does it end? Do they go back to Toronto for game number seven on Sunday night? Toronto. Toronto. Let's get John Cannon in here. Uh, John, Trent, Ken, thanks for coming on, John Cannon. You've been to the U.S. Open. Uh, You have a story you want to share with the audience. Fire away. Good to talk to you. Okay. Well, you guys are multi-sport guys, so I thought you'd uh, you'd dig this. Why, um, yes, yes, we are. <laughs> we tried. Seven years ago, uh-huh. uh, the U.S. Open was played at the Olympic Club out in San Francisco, where I lived at the time, and I stumbled on some tickets to a practice round. And I had a, a buddy of mine who had uh, I'd worked with in Phoenix, and he had moved uh, to New Mexico, and and I was saying, hey, I got these you know practice round tickets, and he said, I'm coming. So he gets on a plane to fly to San Francisco so we can go watch this practice round. And a couple of days before he comes in, he says, hey, you know, I've never seen AT&T Park. I'd like to see it. And, and I look at the schedule, and damn, the Giants are home. You know, that, that's, that ballpark's a lot easier to show off when they're not home. You know, you mm-hmm. don't have all those yep. stupid fans around. And so I, I said, well, they're playing, you know, and so it's gonna, that's not going to work. And he said, well, who are they playing? I said, Houston, which at the time, I mean, really bad. Okay. I mean, the Astros. rebuild was in full swing. <laughs> exactly. So. Altuve was all they had, and they didn't know what they had with him. Right. So, um, so we go on StubHub, and I don't know if it was the combination of it was Houston, it was a Wednesday night, and, and, and U.S. Open time, so the rich people were busy, but we got tickets in like the fourth row behind home plate um, at AT&T Park for 50 bucks. So we go to the practice round, saw Tiger Woods sink a birdie putt on nine at the, U, at the Olympic Club, and then we scoot over to AT&T Park, and we sit down, and we watch Matt Cain throw a perfect game. Mm, wow. Struck out in 13. And, you know, we were right behind home plate. So that's where all the action was. There was only one or two big plays that needed to be made. Gregor Blanco had a diving catch that saved the whole thing. Um, and, uh, and Matt Cain uh, finished it out. And when I noticed it was he was coming to the bases bat with the bases loaded in about the fifth inning. And I looked up, and I said, how many pitchers – Bat with the bases loaded in a game before they give up a hit, yeah. and I thought, "Oh wait, give up a hit," and I realized at that point he had a perfect game and he and he finished it out. So, just thought I would share that with you guys. That was seven years ago today. I never experienced one of those of all the games I've seen. That would uh, certainly be one you'd never forget. AT and T. It's a great that the park is yes. in a great spot. What do they call that? Is it McCovey Cove? Well, the there's an area around there's not the fishermen. market. And is, is where it is, and the, and the new Warriors place is going to be right by it. Of course, right. you're not going to have the views with the new Warriors joint, but but yes, and and the 
really the reason you go, it, you know, who cares what kind of what the game turns out to be, especially with people from out of town. You get up into that third deck, no matter where your tickets are, before the game, you get up there, and you could just see forever up there, mm-hmm. unless it's, you know, foggy. And in July, um, <laughs> you can't really always, often see anything down there. But um, anyway, that was... Uh, that was the deal. So I, I, I want you guys to know I am fully prepared yes. to take responsibility for my role in forcing Kevin Durant to play before he was ready to come back. Yeah, you weren't alone. A lot of people had yes. that uh, had that taken. I, I do believe when we talked before, I said it would be better if he played, and yeah. I think that might have been all it took to get him out there. Well, he he did, and probably shouldn't. So that that's the big question going forward, John. Is you know what's this what's this going to do to? I mean, he's still Kevin Durant. He's still seven foot tall. He can still shoot the threes. He's he's such a nightmare matchup. But you just have to wonder, you know, how long it'll take, if ever, is what you're hearing from people when Tara Achilles that you're never the same. Um, you know, what's this going to do to the best basketball player in the world? Well, I would agree that he'll be diminished, but I don't think there's ever been a player who was more capable of handling a, a small diminishment than Kevin Durant, because he's not a point guard that needs that explosive first step. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy that's made his living with athleticism, jumping over people to get rebounds. You know, that's not his game. He, he, he needs to jump two inches off the ground to make his shot unblockable. And, and, and he's a good defender, but it's not a crazy athletic defender. He's just really super long, you know? So, and he's not going to lose that. So I think, you know, it, obviously it's no picnic, but he, he he comes back, and it takes a year kind of after you come back. There's a year out, and then, in fact, they were just doing a story on, on Cousins about this, and Sean Livingston, who, who didn't have an Achilles, but he had a shattering injury early in his career, said, when you come back, you have days when you got it, and you have days when you don't. And we've seen that with Cousins in this series. Mm-hmm. And that's the big wild card here in Game 6 is, what cousins do you get? You know, if you get game two cousins or even part of game five cousins, you got a shot. But if you get game three or four cousins, you know, the Warriors are going to, I think they're going to get smoked. You know, John, I've maintained uh, really the last couple of games in this series that I think the best way for Golden State to win, as crazy as it may sound to many people, is to slow the pace. Toronto has continued to press tempo, has got up and down the floor, even when they've been losing in the first half of games. They've continued that, and I think it's shown up a couple of times later on in the games. What's the game plan that you would implement? What's the the pace that you'd like to play from the Golden State perspective to win this game six? Well, you want to get easy baskets when you can. I mean, you, you need when it's as hard to score as it is against Toronto. If you can get transition baskets, especially the Warriors tend to get threes in transition. Um, you, you've got to you've got to try to get those. So I don't. And, and plus, for them to just. You know, when I think of the Warriors in slowdown mode, I think about them against the Cavaliers the year they lost. They really, really seemed to be in mud and mire in those games, and and there was no that normal flow that you that you saw with them. Um, they didn't have it, and they were worn out at the end of that year. I mean, I I looked back at some of the stuff I wrote that year, and and I had really forgotten they played under pressure the entire season because they won the first five games, and from that point, you're under pressure. The record was 15. So every game, as they went toward that record, you know, if you're nine and one and you lose a game, no big deal. If you're nine and zero and you lose a game, well, that's a big deal. You try not to lose that game. They won a game against the the Nets, where they were down three with a few seconds to go, and Iguodala hit a three pointer and sent him into overtime, and 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 they, but it was a nail biter, and they, you know, they wouldn't have cared, and, and they won. Do you guys remember how many they won that year at the beginning of the year? 
No. Uh-uh. 24. 20 what? What was it? 24. Oh, wow. The record was 15. <laughs> and the reason they lost is they went to Boston, had a game. They, were, they had a big lead in the third quarter. And Steph Curry, there was a ball that hit the guy wire on top of the backboard. Steph Curry pointed at the guy wire, at the ball where it hit up there. A foul had been called, and the official scorer gave it to Curry because he had his hand up. <laughs> and they never corrected it. And it was his fourth. That's and he crazy. had to come out of the game. And Boston came back, and that wound up game going to overtime. Mm-hmm. And then they had a back-to-back the next night in Milwaukee against the Bucks, who we didn't think were very good, but they had this Giannis mm-hmm. kid. Yeah. And they lost. I remember Milwaukee. that. That was their first loss. And who knows if that if that whole tr- thing hadn't transpired, who many how many they would have they would have won. But they they were then they were chasing seventy three, but they were also trying to stay ahead, stay ahead of San Antonio. San Antonio won seventy that year, I think, and they needed home court. They were terrible in San Antonio. They had to have home court, so they could not rest. And people talk about resting guys, load management. There was none of that that year, and they had injuries down the stretch. Iguodala missed 17 games, which means you've got to come up with 30 minutes. So anyway, they were really exhausted that year in 16, and they are like that now. But they've got—they're going to get an infusion of energy from this Durant thing and from Oracle. Let's talk about mm-hmm. final game. They owe the fans this one, and they know it. They have played poorly at home this year. Regular season, playoffs, this series, they've played poorly at home. They owe the fans a send-off in there, and, and you know they're really going to give it everything that they have. So they've got some juice, but they need breaks. They need a, a good, healthy Cousins. They need Looney. And, of course, they need you know playing Steph to be unconscious. Uh, tell us about Oracle. I've never been there. Um... You tell what is some of the characteristics, if you will. Is it outdated? Is it uh, does oh, yeah. it need to be torn down? I've uh, been past it. Uh, never been into it. Tell us what it's like inside. Well, it's it's outdated. Although it was updated um, probably about fifteen years ago. They played for, they played a year in San Jose while they updated Oracle and widened the concourses and made it. You know, sight lines are great. Um, they, they don't have like six rows of luxury boxes like a lot of the new places do. So. You, you really do have, you know, you feel like you're right there, and it's loud as can be. So that will, you know, but, but this organization is so sharp that they will do the new place right. You know, the Niners did this completely wrong. The, the new stadium in, in Santa Clara it, it makes the game unwatchable, and there's no shade. It's 80 degrees there all the time in September. There's no shade. Um, the Warriors are going to learn from that, plus they're just smarter than the 49er ownership. So they will have a good product and a good place to go watch a basketball game. But Oracle has that feel that you get in an older arena. You know, you walk in there, and you can feel the things that have happened there. And, you know, I went to lots of games there when I was growing up, and there was plenty of room. <laughs> um, then they went through this period of about 20 years where they were awful. I mean, they were winning 17 and 18 games for 20 years. and then, But they were still getting 10,000, 12,000 people in there. And Kerr talks about it all the time when he was a player They'd go in there, and the Warriors were terrible. And then not only were there good crowds there, of course he was playing for the Bulls, so he's going to see great, good crowds. But they were knowledgeable and you know, and into it fans. So that's that's going to be the big loss, I think, Ken, is that there are people who have been season ticket holders at Oracle <clears throat> that cannot or will not pay the up you know upgraded mm-hmm. money yep. and make that trip across either across the bridge, which is a nightmare, or you know get on the BART train, which has its you know. And my wife was never going to get on that thing that went under the water. Never, ever. She was like, I'm not going to get in a tube under the bay. I'm just, it doesn't make any sense to me. So uh, there are people who won't do that. 
Um, there were plenty of really rich people in San Francisco who will now go to the game. It'll be accessible to them. Mm-hmm. The crowd will change. It will not be the same kind of crowd. Tonight will be, you know, and, and look, playoff crowds are not the same as regular season crowds anyway. True. Because the, price. You know, the, the yeah. right price and, and corporate sponsorships, they yep. get the tickets, and those people go and sit on their hands. But it, it will be an atmosphere tonight, especially with the, if they show Durant on, like, the big screen in his hospital bed, yeah. oh, my God, the place might break open. Mm-hmm. Who will take his place in the starting lineup? Livingston? No, I, I, it'll be um, it'll be Iguodala, uh, Clay, Curry, uh, Draymond, and um, and Cousins. Cousins will definitely start because Livingston started early in the season in his place. Did he not? I think he did. Um, I, he might have started game one because Cousins wasn't ready game one. Oh, that's what it was. So yeah, um, Cousins did not play in game one, which is why he was such a, a pleasant surprise in game two. And then such an unpleasant surprise in Game Three mm-hmm, yeah. um, and Four. And here's here's one of the things I think that's worth talking about. People are saying that without Durant, the Raptors are better than the Warriors. And I'm going to argue that point a little bit. I mean, you can't argue it a lot. But Game One, the Warriors acknowledged they did not factor in the speed. You can't scout speed. You have to play against speed. And they did not calibrate correctly for that game. And still. Siakam scored 31 points that we now know are unsustainable, right? I mean, he right. had an incredible game. He was throwing up garbage that was going in the basket. And, and still, they won by like 10. So that was not as big a blowout win as you think. Game two, the Warriors seemed like they were in control. They wound up winning only by four or five. And so there's two games pretty even, right? Then they lose Clay and Looney. And they actually lost Clay during the second half of Game 3, of Game 2, rather. So now they're playing without Clay and Looney, and the Raptors were better, you know, no doubt. Game 4, which was the only two-game thing in the series, which only one game, only one day between them. So two games with only one day. It's the only time in the whole series. Every other break in the series has been two days. That was the only one that was only one, and, and it really hurt Curry. He had an incredible game in Game 3, 47 points, running all over the gym, and one day was not enough for him to refill his tank. And in game four, he didn't have it for the second half. First half, they, was, they were okay. Second half, they weren't. So I'm really prepared to throw those two games out, games three and four. People say, oh, the Warriors didn't play well at home. Well, they didn't have Clay or Looney in the first one, and they had a compromised Curry in the second one, and really, Clay coming back off the injury. So this is really the first game in Oracle where they have had Clay, looks like they'll have Looney. Curry's had two days off, and if they get a decent, you know, Cousins, I think they've they've got a shot in this game. One thing that we learned though in Game Five, if Durant was in this series, it might have gone five games. Mm, yeah, no, he had to use off to no a great doubt. start. Warriors were better with with Durant by a lot. Well, he's, a, he's the best player in the world. So let me stick yeah. with Game Five for a second, John. Concerning okay. that fatigue factor, uh, it, it looked to me at the end like Thompson and particularly Curry were uh, Curry were on complete fumes, and Lowry wanted the one timeout. I get that, but Nurse doubled it up. How big of a factor was that in the series? I think continuing back uh, to the Bay Area because with that without that extra timeout, who knows uh, if they come out and hit those back to back to back threes and play defense on top of the offense that they were getting at the time how important was Nick you know, I've never thought about that Ken the second timeout you know I, I've always thought about should he have called a timeout should he not have called the timeout I didn't think about if they had only used one of the two um and and that may have been a really big factor I I, I tend to think that they shouldn't have 
called one. That that this kind of goes into the bucket of well, we're going to play the way we we played to get here, you know. And and I love Dusty Baker, great guy, great manager for most of the time. And then he would get in the playoffs and he'd manage the way he managed the regular season, and he'd lose. And because the playoffs are different, the finals are even more different. And that's what made Steve Kerr special from from the jump. His very first year, you know, they're they're losing to Memphis two to one, and and they decide, okay, we're not going to guard Tony Allen anymore, and make a huge change. Then they're in the finals, they're down two to one. Let's start Iguodala, who hasn't started all year long. The the ability to recognize that the finals are different. Nick Nurse should not have taken those timeouts. He did have the Warriors on the ropes. Yes, his guys were tired too, but they had momentum. They had energy, and he allowed the Warriors to sit down, refocus, run, you know, figure out what plays do we want to run. And they came out of that running plays. You know, they were not really running plays before that. And they came out of it, and they ran some really good plays, and they got open three-pointers. And let's also do the other thing about the end of that game, and you're right, Curry and, and Clay were on fumes, but Curry got the three defensive rebounds. When they finally started to get stops after those timeouts, Curry got the first three mm-hmm. defensive rebounds. That's huge. And that starts your fast break because mm-hmm. he's got the ball. So he's a really underrated rebounder. I mean, he's an underrated player. And people don't understand how good he is. And it, and it just baffles me. You know, guys, I've, I've watched this team really closely for five years. But it's amazing how many people in the country who are basketball fans see Durant and Curry and don't get how special they are mm. and don't like them. And here are guys who are good guys. One of Durant's big things the first year he played for the Warriors, he couldn't wait to get back to Oklahoma City and go talk to the arena workers whom he missed. That's great. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. he liked those people. I mean, he is a regular cat. He really is. And Curry is the same way. And you've got these two super-duper-duper stars on the same team, and they're both guys that you'd really like to know, which you can't say that about a lot of star athletes in any sport. And so, anyway, I'm off, I'll get off my soapbox about that. But I, I really think those t- that timeout was a, a critical thing. And Nick Nurse, that's the first time his inexperience in the NBA yep. really showed up. First time he that flinched, he, I agree. He, he just has, has done everything right. He has pushed every, every correct button. Um, but I, I, think, I, you know, I think KD comes back to the Warriors. That's kind of the, the next thing is everybody asks is, you know, what happens with mm-hmm. KD? I would have told you that two weeks ago. I might have said it the last time we were. I was you on. did, I think. Yep. Yeah. 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 I just don't. It doesn't make any sense. Even then, it wouldn't make any sense for me to start over and go someplace else where you don't know if you're ever going to make it back to the finals. And but especially to do it, um, and people are saying, "Oh, should he opt in?" Whoa, and and then go on to free agency when you've only played a couple of months, or maybe not at all. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. So. I think he'll wind up doing what I think he would have done anyway, stay with the Warriors. They don't need to pressure him to get back on the floor right away, just like with Cousins this year. He may not make it back. Cousins got hurt in January. You know, that's a big difference. He, you know, he, he, he did a year and change and still came back with enough time to play 20 games before the playoffs started. Durant, I think, is going to miss the whole year. Mm-hmm. And then he'll have the offseason after that and come back the year after that. I just don't think changing addresses you know, does him any good at all. John Cannon. Well, John, that was going to be my final question about Durant. We know you're taking the Warriors to win Game Six. What happens in Game Seven? Just joking with you, Dude, man. John. I'll tell you that, something. If, <laughs> yeah, what do you mean joking? You're not. You're not really asking me that question. No. Well, I mean that. That's looking ahead a little bit too much. I think here. Well, I I, I understand it's unlikely, 
But let me tell you, as someone who watched a team, the Warriors, lose a Game 7 at home mm-hmm. in that circumstance sure. right after they beat the Thunder in Game 7 in Oklahoma City, you lose Game 6, man. And I, I covered the Phoenix Suns. They did it with Houston. They, they, they had a 3-1 lead at Houston right. in Games 5 and 7 at home, and they lost it. And Houston was the defending champion. If you let the defending champion have life, and you give them an opportunity for a Game 7, even though it's on your floor, I would not bet that game with your money. Should be fun. John Cannon, thank you, John. Appreciate it. Uh, should be a fun game tonight, no doubt about it. Appreciate it, John. Good to talk to Thanks you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good right. to talk Bye-bye. to you. John Cannon covered Golden State, covered the NBA for a long time, and uh, now, uh, well, here in Des Moines. Yes. Good stuff. Uh, take a time out. We'll come back and finish up the program. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. <laughs> KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, final few minutes here. Miller and Condon on a Thursday. This time tomorrow we'll be giving away Claxon's Barbecue. Claxon's in Altoona. I think the CFL is going to make its way into the... <laughs> no, CFL starts this weekend. Oh, it does. Yeah, be ready. Who are the favorites? The Saskatchewan Rough Riders? And the Ottawa Rough Riders. What? No, they're... There's well, they two used... Rough Riders? Didn't you know that? I, I probably did. They, uh, for years, now the Ottawa is the Red Blacks. I don't know what that means, but they're the Red, the red Blacks. Pretty sure they're the now, Ottawa those Red Blacks. Those are the Blacks. colors. I remember yeah, that. They are. They were. Uh, but for the longest, when I was a kid, well, all my, you know, for the longest time, Ottawa Rough Riders and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, Keith Murphy with a little breaking news, a little scoopage out of Murph. I'll read his tweet verbatim. The Dallas Wings set to re-sign Player of the Year Megan Gustafson. As a replacement player, league source tells me Gustafson could be active as soon as Saturday versus Atlanta. So Megan Gustafson back to the WNBA per WHO TV and 1460's Keith Murphy. Good to see. Yeah, absolutely. Because she was going to play in that what? That what's that all? You know, I don't. I the tournament. S- the tournament. Should we be spending more, paying more attention to the tournament? Maybe. But aren't these all guys that like rec league players? Well, well, they were obviously than better than rec league players. <laughs> but right. but at this point, aren't that kind of what they're? It's a step more than that. Some of these guys play over in Europe. Yeah, but there's some old guys playing on this thing, well, though, isn't too. there? Yeah. I'll flip on the three-on-three. I'll flip on this from time to time if there's a local angle. I'll watch it. Will you? Maybe yeah. I should. It's, well, I'll take your advice. Local content, when possible, always a good thing. We do know this. Yeah, but is, even, is that a stretch? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> now, if a local team or local tied team... Makes a run and they're into like a semifinals. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe it was last year. Maybe it was a couple of years ago. Wasn't there a lot of buildup leading up to this? And whatever team that was getting all the Iowa hype got knocked out in the first round. I think it was the Iowa State team, wasn't it? Was it like yeah. it was like I don't know? Did they play forty minutes? Forty? I have no idea. Right. Whatever. It was forty-eight minutes of hype and then it was gone and they were done. Yeah. This is a single knockout, right? Anyways, well, maybe we will. Uh, but Megan Gustafson getting another opportunity, good for her. Mm-hmm. What a great story she was. Yes. What a great story. Really entertaining. Yes. You tell a good person, everybody in Iowa City no had question. nothing but glowing things and to say. And the, the, the pictures of her and little girls. Are, yes. Oh, it's great, great, uh, great um, 
you know, role model, mm-hmm. if you will. All right, Trent, you're not a role model. No, not at all. Uh, you're a degenerate. Yeah, so let's uh, let, let's see what you're doing today. Well, first of all, what's Kershaw Lester? Have you seen that number? Uh, I have, and I grabbed the Cubs tonight. You did. I'm already on them. So they, did you get plus money? Yes. Not not significant plus money. Pretty significant. Really? Plus 160. That surprises me. Yeah. Minus 180 if you want Kershaw. I said, no way. No. In a game, this is not the same Kershaw. Buck one, plus a buck 60 on Lester and the Cubs? Absolutely. How can you turn that down? Too much value. I agree. I agree. Value, famous last words. Well, but, but I get what you're saying. I, I'd have done the same thing. So I jumped aboard. That was my first uh, wager of the day. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to the Raptor fans because I've gotten every single one of these wrong. I'm on the Raptors tonight on the money line. Plus 115, I'm jumping aboard there. Well, I think it's going to be a They're the better team. They are the better team, but selfishly, I hope Golden State wins because I would love to see a game seven. And that pressure. Sunday night. Oh, man. I like to see him clinch it in, um, in, in, Toronto for our boy Brandon Hurley who's yes, still there yes, he from is. the Kaylee the Carol Herald Daily and the Jefferson whatever those papers uh, are that's great that he's uh, staying up there and good for the Ringer yeah Brian Curtis it. who is awesome I, if you like sports media is that right his podcast and his writing at the Ringer excellent really enjoy Brian well Curtis. they 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 found Brandon and they did a yep. piece on Carol Iowa reporter covering the NBA Finals. Really good read. Good for him. All right. Enjoy the NBA tonight. Boy, you know, we never talked about this today. The end of the Rockies-Cubs game. Oh, It looks as though they were. Yes, it was. You kept this waiting. What's going to ignite that powder keg? Because it is getting ready. Uh, speaking of getting ready, well, they're two hours away. Murph and Andy, although Andy is still fishing. Uh, but Murph will and be celebrating, here. I'm and sure. celebrating. Probably hung over. Don't blame him a bit. Fanatics at four. Morning rush starts tomorrow. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.